0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Titles contest, with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use our promo code SGPN for $20 off. That's the promo code SGPN for $20 off on the GameTime app.
1: could you? Diving in, Casemiro didn't get there. Cunha gets Brown Martinez who could bring him down. Three against two for Wolves. Good breakaway and what a chance. tracks right. the shot. Right. right. That's a chance. Yeah, brilliant from Cunha. Took a deflection actually. off because he has got ability we just want a bit more end product but he's started this game really really well he looks sharp Mateus walks past a couple of challenges and it opens up for him Old Trafford opens up for him and can he play the right pass he gets it to Sarapia. and they've got the overload. somehow somehow Wolves don't score it's a recurring problem for Wolves isn't it he has to score, he has to score that is a massive massive let off for Manchester United Cunha saw the gap blows Exp- into it and looks to pick the corner and Anana nearly lit that squirm under doesn't get closed down and in the end forces Inanna into the save Cunha, another strong run from him, he's got support from Wang, and here is Wang, and looking back for Cunha, breaks to Pedro Neto, and he's struck it straight, and Anana, another huge chance for Wolves. Bruno Fernandes, nice pass, Wan-Missaka shot Manchester United's first goal of the season around. and you knew you knew what was going to happen didn't you when Wolves were missing all these chances wasting good situations right, Gomez will he get this back Casemiro ball doesn't get there and Fabio Silva with a shot saved by Anano Crowd of falling silent there, but Wolves with yet another chance. Oh, Nada comes, misses it, caught the Wolves player there. He doesn't get the ball, the goalkeeper. It's as simple as that. It's the Wolves player. I mean oh. the check is complete. While
0: Gary O'Neill is fuming, I think, down there. You are listening to BetMUFC here on the soccer gambling podcast. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC or the BetMUFC X account, should I say. You can follow the X account of the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP network. That's at the SGP network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account where I tweet about all sports and where I always post my monthly PL. That is at LockBetting X. That's at LockBettingX. X. The pin tweet is usually the PL from the previous month, but all of the spreadsheets go over to the website lockbetting.com. And that's where you can see I have delivered 122 months in a row of Transparent Track Profit. That means I haven't had a single losing month in over a decade. Now, I'm not claiming to be undefeatable. I've had some very bad days, bad losing days, bad losing weeks over the course of the last decade. But overall, when you add it up, I have never, ever had a losing month. I've been successful for 122 months in a row and I've done it with sensible bankroll management as well. Haven't got lucky chasing plays with a big stake. None of that. No five unit, no 10 unit, no 20 unit maxes or whales or 25 or 50 unit plays of the year, all sensible staking, solid bankroll management, and good picks. And it has just led to 122 months in a row of transparent track profit at this point. If you want to come on board as we attempt to make it month number 123, sign up for the service after you've done your research. I encourage you to do your research. And after you're happy, sign up for the service over at lockbetting.com. Before we move on to looking back, at the game against Wolves, we don't usually spend an excessive amount of time doing that. We quickly listen to, we have some quick comments, and then we listen to Eric Ten Hag, and then we quickly move on to the game ahead because obviously we're trying to win money on our bets, and uh, we can't win too much money looking back at what just happened. But I think it's very important to look back at this game because Manchester United were very, very poor. We start the season with a winning lot, coming off a ten and oh one hundred percent record. Last year, we are now one and zero for BetMGMFC this year. One and zero for the EPL. But I admit we were very, very fortunate, and I'm very concerned about Manchester United moving forward. So we will talk about that. We will look back at the Wolves game. Before we do that, let's have a quick time out here to tell you guys about game time. Now, getting tickets is far too stressful. I've been stressed in situations where tickets haven't come. I'm stressed on almost a fortnightly basis trying to get tickets to Manchester United. Ticket buying shouldn't be this stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. With killer deals... On last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can now stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll actually have at the event. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You'll also get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre, and much, much more. The Game Time guarantee also means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less money, Game Time will actually credit you one hundred ten and 100. Hundred and ten percent of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create your account, and use a promo code SGPN for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. But again, create an account and redeem the code SGPN for twenty percent off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed,
2: Bruno. That was a really tough game. How tough was it for you out there?
3: Oh, it was really tough. We know that Wolves is always always difficult to play. Uh, they have good players individually. They they are really good. Obviously, it was difficult to prepare this game as they changed manager in I think three days ago, four days ago. I don't know. Uh, it was difficult to predict how they're gonna play. Uh, but we prepared uh, almost everything they they could do, like uh, like they did in the preseason, like what Bournemouth was doing last season in um, in the. Premier League so we prepared that but obviously in the in the first few minutes was difficult to adapt to understand what they're doing it was about understanding what, what, what uh, we train and understand what they're doing to get into the position we, we need to be I think we did really well in the first half I think the momentum was on our side we controlled the game really patience on the ball uh, we should have created more a little bit more chances in the first half uh, second half I think uh, towards the end of the game uh, was at the moment, uh, momentum of the game we have to we had to drop but we did it well we Defend our goal, we didn't concede, and that's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, and the goal when it came had a lovely touch of quality about it. Your lofted pass into Aaron, who just floated it into the danger zone. Rafa's there to
3: nod it in. That was a real good bit of quality. Yeah, it's about what we train, obviously, as I said, uh, inside uh, Rafa doesn't train to be in that position but whenever he has to be in that position he has to be there to score the goal and he has the qualities to do it as I did a great movement what makes it makes it easy for me to do the pass and after the quality on the cross was amazing and Rafa there aggressive on the air and make make the goal for us and was pure passion after that
2: you've been proud of that header Wes very good no it was good and and, and listen the the goal you could see the passion once we scored um, how he's all celebrated but what's that mentality like now knowing that you know we could have played better but you kept it going you know you didn't stop and I I think that's what everyone loves to see at Old Trafford.
3: Yeah, as, as you said, you know, like we understand the momentum of the game, and we understand that it's it, now it's about don't concede, about fighting, fighting spirit, team spirit. Don't don't concede goals and you know, don't don't give anything away. And we did. We block a lot of shots. Andre makes some saves. Uh, we defend as as much as we could. And at the end, we we, we reward with a, with a win.
2: Yeah, and since that opening day defeat last season against Brighton, you were unbeaten in 19 Premier League games here. Does that give you a feeling of invincibility almost here at the Theatre of Dreams?
3: No, we just want to... Go, uh, People in clubs have to understand that coming here to play against Manchester United is, is, is not nice. It's not nice and we don't, want, we don't want to be the nice ones. We have to be the, the toughest ones. It has to be tough to play here because the fans here, they create they create a difficult uh, situation for the teams that come from uh, from outside. And uh, as on the pitch, we have to do the same. We have to give that passion. We have to, to put everything on the pitch. And uh, after it's about the qualities we have on ourselves. We can make difference. We can score goals. We can create and we can defend.
2: And just finally Bruno before I let it go I know you're a leader you've got many leaders in that team but it must have been a really proud moment again in front of your family to walk down that tunnel
3: leading the team out yeah obviously it's, it's amazing as I said before it's, I was I was looking forward to this uh, obviously I have I've my family uh, my two kids looking at that is, it's something that I'm really proud of uh, It's it's a moment that you can't describe in words, so it's it's something that uh, that I haven't dreamed about and obviously it was, it was even even better today.
2: Yeah, it's brilliant to see and good luck against Spurs next weekend. Thank you very much. Thanks Bruno, nice one mate, Stay thank problem,
0: you. Well yeah, luck is what we'll need, certainly, if we are going to get a result against Spurs. If we play like that again, I don't understand how Wolves changing their manager messes up Manchester United's planning. If anybody is at a significant disadvantage, it would have been Wolves. Going into that game, the reason why I took United as the lock, as opposed to everything else that was available on the EPL show, was because of the situation. Wolves were coming into a stadium where, as they just said in that interview, Manchester United had had been undefeated for a long time. We'd taken major scalps in Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, Manchester City, Barcelona. All of these teams had come to Old Trafford and lost. So Wolves coming here with a new manager who only had 48 hours to prepare... That should have been a walk in the park for Manchester United. Yet we're using that as an excuse how that derailed our preparation. They were the only team who were at a disadvantage here. And they came to Old Trafford and they absolutely dominated the game. If you listen to the clips for that game at the top of the show, it was Wolves attack after Wolves attack after Wolves attack. And I don't think I've seen as many clips, especially with teams coming to Old Trafford, where attackers have just ran through the centre of the pitch and have been able to travel 30 or 40 yards with the ball without Manchester United making a tackle. Where was this midfield? Where was this midfield that Eric Ten Hag has deliberately assembled? Now, I understand last summer he didn't get his number one target in Frankie de Jong, but we paid £71 for Casemiro to plug that gap. We have paid 55 million for Mason Mount because he wins the ball back at a far higher percentage in his own half than um, Christian Eriksson does. Christian Eriksson is in the bottom 1% and Mount is in the top 2%. Yet in this match, Mount statistics read zero tackles, zero crosses, zero assists, zero goals. He did zero of anything. He looked like a complete failure of a signing. Now, obviously, it's way too early to judge him after one game, but we have signed Mason Mount coming off a bad season and now a very, very poor debut. This was a poor performance from Casemiro as well. He looked well out of his depth. He looked like he didn't have the legs for the Premier League, yet for most of last season, he looked like he was a perfect addition for the Premier League. Perhaps he is overweight. Perhaps he isn't fit enough off the back of the preseason. Perhaps it's not a good idea to continue Travelling to the USA and not being prepared for this opening game because the only difference between this game and the Brighton game last season is that Brighton took their chances and Wolves didn't, because Manchester United should have suffered a home defeat here, and we were lucky that Onana played well. We were lucky that Wolves are wasteful for their chances. Had it not been a team who only scored 31 goals last season, Man United are coming off the pitch here with a very, very poor start to the season. Now, I'm not going to overreact to it because last season we started with two defeats, and Eric Ten Hag managed to take. Turn that around. This time we've got lucky and we've come away with a win. Some people say champions or top teams are the ones who are able to win when they haven't played well, and Manchester United certainly haven't played well in this situation and have yet still come away with three points. I think the game against Spurs will be the real barometer as to where Manchester United are. I imagine that despite what Eric Ten Hag and Bruno Fernandes went on to say publicly, they did have a rocket shoved up their arse in response to what was one of the poorest Manchester United performances ever under the reign of Eric Ten Hag. So we need a drastic performance, not going to overreact. But it's very, very difficult not to when we've seen such poor performances from Mason Mount, from Casemiro. Bruno Fernandes was uncharacteristically poor. He could not make a pass. Marcus Rashford was an absolute non-factor. He didn't know what decisions to make when he was in the opponent's third, whether he wanted to run at people, whether he wanted to pass, whether he wanted to get a shot off. He looked completely out of sorts. He looked back to being the Marcus Rashford from the season previously. Uh, Garnaccio was very, very poor. He had a poor touch. He was pushed off the ball very, very easily. I thought Anthony was okay. I thought our fullbacks played well. I thought uh, Rafa Varane was one of the best players on the pitch and ended up getting the winner as well. So um, he's a contender for man of the match alongside our two fullbacks and our goalkeeper who came to the rescue on several occasions and really shouldn't have done. So you're talking about the Manchester United defensive players being the best players, whilst at the same time, uh, our defence were nowhere to be seen when Wolves were missing a hatful of chances. So it's all very, very concerning stuff. And um, Manchester United need to instantly address this otherwise we could be in for a very poor season and we will not finish in the top four if we continue to perform like this on a weekly basis and um, it's very very poor when you've been dominated by a team like Wolves Who are definitely relegation contenders At least on paper And a team that only scored 31 goals last season And I reiterate Had this been a more ruthless and cutthroat team Who had more goals in them then Manchester United would have once again Just like last season Started with another home defeat at Old Trafford
1: that is Hi Eric I um, me. Home form has been very impressive over the course of the last year, but it's
4: been difficult at the sort of bigger away games. How will that be put right, do you think, this season? That is one of the aims we we have for this season, that we we have to step up in away games uh, to get more points, um, uh, to bring higher levels. Um, uh, because that is uh, the foundation for, of course, for for more points. So it's often to do with personality. So, yeah, um, that's a demand for me on the players and that we have to to show more personality on the pitch to win um, such games and so to gather more points in away games. Do you have any injury issues or any team news? And were you able to give players more minutes in the practice game with Everton this week? Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, I, I think it's very helpful uh, to give the players uh, the minutes at uh, start of the season, uh, go back in 90 minutes um, uh, after pre-season. It's not that we had a pre-season for six weeks now. It was more or less four or five weeks. So we need such games to give all the players um, the opportunity to get into the season.
0: Bill. Eric. Lissandro obviously went off at half time on
4: Monday. Is he going to be available to face Tottenham? He was just training, so I think so, yeah. And in terms of the rest of your squad,
0: you obviously say you're happy with it. If you want to go into the market over the next couple of weeks, is that going to be
4: dependent on players leaving first? As I said, we're always looking for opportunities, but I think we have a good squad. And, um, yeah, and with this squad... Um, we are convinced uh, that uh, we can go for our targets. We put out a statement about Mason Greenwood yesterday. With that hanging over you, with the ownership situation still
0: unresolved, how much does that affect you and the players? Is it easy to ignore? Is it something that concerns
4: you a lot? No, we focus on the way of play. So we fo- focus on team performance. It's about the players who are available. And so we're focusing now on on Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, every start of the season is difficult. We know that. We are really aware of it. So we had a start. Uh, We know the performance was not what we hoped, but we won. And it showed the character and the personality. And that is one of the things we had to step
0: up um, in according to last season. So we move on to looking ahead to the Tottenham game ourselves, a 5.30pm kick-off UK time tomorrow. Manchester United travelling to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Before we do that... Let me tell you guys about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Titles contest with a $1,000 first prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreons. Plus, a monthly SGPN Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There is even a Discord channel which is exclusive for Patreons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So we move on now to looking at the Tottenham game. And I reiterate, if Manchester United play like that, the way they played against Wolves, against Tottenham, then Manchester United will suffer their first defeat of the season and Tottenham will get their first competitive win under their new manager Ange Postecoglou. Tottenham are the 7 to 4 underdogs at home to pick up that win. It's 13 to 5 here on the draw and Manchester United are the 7 to 5 favorites. It's extremely difficult ...to take Manchester United to win this game. A lot of people are willing to bet against Tottenham this season... Many people are expecting Tottenham to not only not qualify for the Champions League, but potentially drop out of the top six with Harry Kane's goals. However, there are some people who completely believe in Ange and believe Tottenham may surprise some people this season. This is usually a fixture where it does make more sense to take Manchester United. They are good against Tottenham and uh, they have scored at least twice in each of their last five five meetings against Spurs. But I think goals is really the only thing that you can actually guarantee here. That's simply because both sides look shaky at the back in their openers. And I do expect goals to flow as a result. Wolves should have scored three or four at Old Trafford. They didn't. Tottenham have the quality to be far more clinical here in this game. And it's worth noting that all five of Ange Postacoglu's games in charge so far, which obviously includes pre-season, have featured goals at both ends and... Under Ange Postacoglu so far in the five games he's been in charge for, albeit one competitive game last weekend, Tottenham have seen 5.4 goals per game. So 5.4 goals have been scored across those first five outings under Ange Postacoglu. So for me, the standout play here for this game is to take over two and a half goals I don't see any situation this weekend where Manchester United and Tottenham collectively do not produce three goals. Tottenham were very, very vulnerable at the back against Brentford last weekend. You would think Manchester United would be more potent in attack, especially if they click. And this is a side who have scored two or more against Tottenham each of the last five meetings. I expect that to continue. Whilst at the other end, it would not surprise me if Tottenham themselves could score a couple of goals against Manchester United if it's the Manchester United that turned up against Wolves at Old Trafford on Monday. I do think they'll at least be able to contribute one and therefore over two and a half goals is the absolute standout play here for this game. Over two and a half goals is available at the price of 13 to 20 So just shy of minus 150, you'll get a £65 profit if you put £100 down. I think it's an absolute no-brainer play here for this game. I also like both teams to score as I cannot see either team keeping a clean sheet. If you want to go in that direction, both teams to score is available here at the price of two to five. Or you could take BTTS tacked on with the over two and a half goals to give yourselves a better price. BTTS with over two and a half goals tacked on is available at four to five minus 125. But as I mentioned on the EPL show, My favourite play in the EPL this week once again comes in the Man United game. Therefore, you get yourselves another lock here on Betham UFC. And it's going to be on over two and a half goals for this game tomorrow between Tottenham and Manchester United. Before we close out, let me tell you guys about everything else you can get on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network this weekend. You have a Bundesliga preview available now. You also have a Serie A preview. Dropping shortly will be match day one for Serie A, so make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that. The first episode of Scamessa Italia for the new season. We also have the second episode of the EPL show, but this week there is actually a lock on that show as well. So I haven't just sent people over to get this lock over on Betham UFC. There is a lock that closes out that show. And of course, you should listen to it anyway because last week's EPL show ended up going eight and one with the leans. So hopefully we can replicate that once again. And finally, there'll be an edition of the Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network covering this weekend's UFC card. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.